0: Hello, and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. I'm Sean. And we're back again with another episode of our 31 Days of Halloween, where each day in October we talk about a film that's in the horror, mystery, suspense genre. And today's film is called The Gate. And Matt's going to tell us about it. It's from 1987. It stars little Stephen Dorff
1: as a... Uh, Glenn and his friend um, Chandler no sorry Terrence Terrence Chandler uh, or Terry as they call him Uh, and Terry is staying over at Glenn's house while Glenn's parents are away and then Glenn's sister Al or Alexandra is watching them and she has some friends over and this portal to hell opens up uh, because (laughs) of this tree that was taken down in the back of their (laughs) suburban yard
0: as happens sometimes, yes, and
1: that's that's the that's the setup for the gate. So, Sean, what did you think of it?
2: Well, my quick intro is kind of similar to a lot of the movies we discuss. I saw this one as a as a young kid, so I um, have a fair bit of nostalgia for it. But I think overall, like the first impressions I had about this is uh, it's Canadian, and you can to me you can tell Canadian horror films a lot of the times because they. Um, they want to emulate, especially in the 80s, they want to emulate suburban America, but there's just something that sits a little <laughs> off-filter for them. Um So this is a Canadian horror film um, that is trying to set itself in um, the suburbs of America, it, kind of in a poltergeist way.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but it's just a little off, which I think actually, l- actually lends itself to, to the movie. I think the movie overall is... It's it's kind. I wouldn't. Say it's. I'd say it's a teen movie, but it's it's. I think it's well written. It's a smart, um, suspenseful and odd in a good way uh, film overall. Um, that's my my initial thought. Sure. About. Yeah.
1: Um, so, not unlike Silver Bullet, what we talked about earlier. Um, this was a movie I saw as a kid mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I liked, and then decided to watch again in preparation for this podcast unlike Silver Bullet this one did not hold up quite as well for me and I don't know we could talk more about it as we go into it but for one thing I was a little jolted by how it starts I mean it starts like basically uh, in the Stephen Dorff's character's nightmare Mm -hmm. and so I mean the movie gets going like right away Mm -hmm. and then after that you know he wakes up and he starts seeing some of the stuff that was in his dream happen in real life like the tree coming down in in his backyard Mm -hmm. um and what, 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 what frustrated me about it, watching it now, is there's a long stretch of the movie where stuff happens and then stuff doesn't happen. Like, this is the weirdest gateway to hell kind of thing I've ever seen because <laughs> it, like, some, some wind picks up and you see lots of shots of the hole in the ground or whatever where the tree was and you're thinking i mean you it's it's weird like they're trying to be like oh some weird stuff's happening hmm. but in reality nothing's really happening mm-hmm. <laughs> not right for a while there yeah um it's even like, there huh it's that like canadian you know? yeah it's, yeah like canadian and i'm glad you mentioned that because there is something a little off about it cuz i'm like i was looking at it and i'm like this Kind of looked suburban America, yeah. but it, there was something a little off about it's it. It's like a facade. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Did you notice at the table they they
2: were they had HP sauce <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, this is not LA. Which is, they're trying to, you know, it's like that Poltergeist neighborhood except for in a country settled by the British. They're having some HP sauce yeah. with their food.
0: Well, I agree with you. The pacing is a little off. You know, it it starts kind of intriguingly with you know the the dream sequence and then. Yeah, there is this long stretch where nothing really happens. But, I mean, it does take... Again, this is a movie that takes some time to develop some characters. And you get to know um, the relationship that he has with his sister mm-hmm. and with his with his friend. And they end up, you know, kind of carrying the movie, the three of them. So it's good that they build, you know, build those characters up a little bit. Um, I I don't think it's quite to the level of Silver Bullet, which, you know, you talked about. But, um, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of goofy fun. Um the yeah it does take a little while to get going and we see lots of you know in addition to shots of the hole we see the bug zapper a lot mm-hmm. and oh we God, see the bug zapper. <laughs> mm-hmm. we see moths on the window um, see that's, all, think, that's what i was talking about earlier like that's kind of stuff happening but then not right really. right, right. Mm-hmm. i think it's trying to build some suspense but it just kind of goes a little too long i think um but you know overall i had a good time i had not seen it um Oh, I, and this is another one. I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, this movie feels very 80s. Um, there's the fashion. and the, Oh, yeah. That yeah. house. That there, so that house is not a house that I grew up in at all, but it, I was around kind of new construction 80s houses, and I could feel that that was correct. Yeah. It felt right to me. Um, so I, I enjoyed it just from a nostalgia aspect, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we kind of were talking a little bit earlier. Like I, I feel this would kind of work well with Silver Bullet as, as kind of a dorky double feature. Um, <laughs> you've got the, the same kind of relationship between Stephen Dorff and his sister. Um, kind of, you know, the, the younger brother's always bugging the older sister, and they kind of have to come together um, to face, you know, the challenges that the portal to hell will leave you with. Um, one thing I really liked about this movie, and it's probably kind of me nerding out, is uh, I love Terry. Terry is, uh, <laughs> Terry is like... Uh, the metalhead friend, like when Terry shows up, like the first scene, he's got a, uh, back patch on his jean jacket of venom. This, like, <laughs> this old English, uh, like black metal band. And then throughout, throughout the movie, it cracks me up because Terry you get into Terry's room. He's got like the iron maiden posters. He's got the slayer posters. He's got, uh, yeah, the full on, like actually pretty, um, pretty time specific, like correct. Actually. Uh, posters on the wall, and then I like when he has, uh, he also wears a back patch of this Canadian band called the Killer Dwarfs, I don't know if you knows that, <laughs> I did. but then like later on in the movie when the actual Killer Dwarfy things are running <laughs> around, I don't know if they did that because the Killer Dwarfs were a Canadian band, it was easy, or if they were sharp enough to be like, alright, these actually are kind of Killer Dwarfy things chasing the bed. Regardless, my point is, I really like Terry. Um, I think they... They, they kind of sold the, the whole satanic panic of the 80s thing too where the tree the whole like the, the tree gets ripped out of the ground then you got the the rock that they had but then they Terry also has like the album that he gets out the, <laughs> they do like the chants and the backwards like messages on the record there were a lot of like took like 20 steps to open the gates of hell properly. It was like the tree got pulled out. There had to be a sacrifice. There was a satanic um, record being played, but I I liked, I liked the detail in the record. They kind of flipped through the record and like the book. Yeah. The book book was pretty neat for a low budget movie, like the booklet in the, in the album that they went through. But um,
0: yeah, I thought that was a really kind
2: of a cool angle to it. Uh, And you guys hit the nail on the head though. There was, it, 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 it felt very eighties and it felt very suburbia, but it also had that whole Canadian thing going on. I like the Lee sisters. What was up with the the, the one hair. Lee <laughs> sister's hair was like um, something about Mary. When, you know, right. <laughs> Literally some, but yeah, it was a very um, effortless though. It was the eighties. So the, the, it was on point as far as all of that goes. But those are some uh, random thoughts about what I, I, I really kind of think back on this one fondly. Like I do silver bullet and I, I sense that I liked it a little bit more than you guys, but I agree. I re-watched it yesterday, and it does, it seems like it drags on, and it also seems like there are problems with the pacing in the finale, too. There's so, it seems like there's several different finales going on, and mm-hmm. Stephen Dorff has a point where, I don't want to spoil it, but I, he seems like he's giving up, and the movie just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, you know, it was str- strangely paced is, is a good way to put it, but... You know, again, I care about the characters in this movie more than I care about any anything I've seen mm-hmm. in the last ten years, as far as horror goes. So,
1: well, there's a few things I want to unpack. So, as when I watched it again, I, I realized all the stuff that I primarily remembered about it and liked about it was from the final third, mm-hmm. um, and a lot happens then. But you're right. I mean, for one thing, you're right about. <laughs> So the weird Steven Dorff's character does seem like he gives up at one point. It just keeps kind of going, yeah. going. And, then he, and then he cares again. But one thing I—it's weird. So, so two different reactions I had as a kid and as an adult. So as a ki- so there's a point in the movie where it seems like everything's kind of gone back to normal, like they've defeated whatever this was, mm-hmm. and then they all just kind of like start mm-hmm. trying to go back about a normal routine, mm-hmm. and then things aren't good. And things start going haywire. Again. Mm-hmm. Now, as a kid, I found that very unnerving. It, it did, I think, what they were setting out to do, which is like kind of make you feel like, oh, okay, cool, and then throw you off kilter. As an adult, I'm just like, well, what was that about? Like, yeah. why, why did things look okay? And, then yeah. was, and, and it just didn't gel for me, storytelling-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, when things start going really haywire, I mean... I really liked I mean so the little minions or whatever they are yeah they were they walked this really fine line of being kind of funny but also unsettling yeah and they they also formed this really creepy zombieish dude who mm. I thought was terrifying I'd forgotten about him until re-watching it but I mm. found him terrifying as a kid and I found him terrifying <laughs> watching him as an adult yeah uh, and like he grabs people and takes them out through the walls or the closets and yeah that to me was this really scary. Um, and I'm glad you, you talked about uh, Terry for a moment there, Shaw, because I was reminded that I thought he was one of the things the movie got right, um, and, I, and I thought about this as a kid, it, you know, they talk about, his dad has a conversation, Stephen Dorff's dad has a conversation with him early in the movie uh, about how Terry's mom has died, mm-hmm. and he, you know, Terry's basically working through some things, right, so he may act a little weird but it's weird like it's cool because the dad's not like don't hang out with him yeah. or anything like that he's just like kind of trying to be understanding but in and I don't know whether this is like just the, the actor of, of, of Terry doing a really good job or what but you know when Terry's not being the character and like giving all this exposition and talking about the, the book and the record and all that kind of stuff um, you can tell I feel like that he, he's he's a character that has got some pain going on mm-hmm. um, and and it's, it reminded me like when I was that age, I had friends like that and sometimes I was that friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of young boys that age are not equipped to talk about their feelings. Yeah, And a lot of men aren't equipped to do that either. But you realize maybe somebody's going through some stuff and the best way that you know how to deal with it or be there for them is to just continue to be their friend. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Steven Dorf's character, it's like, you know, his dad's, Tells him what's happening, but his dad's still cool with them being friends. You know, Stephen Dorf has him over to his house. And, you know, you can tell like there's a little something going on with Terry, but for the most part, they just try and they, they don't talk about it, right? Yeah. They just kind of hang out and yep. let the movie happen. But I like that. I, it retort, I feel like that's something about kind of, particularly for, for young boys, uh, that it gets right about childhood.
2: Yeah, it um, did. That's yeah. a good point. And, and kind of a lot of those kids end up doing, like, rebelling in the way that Terry rebelled in, which is, like, I'm going to go listen to Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, so it really, it got that nuance right. You're yeah. That's right, a good point.
0: Yeah, one of the actually touching scenes is, I can't remember if they've had, like, a little argument or something, but Terry's leaving, and then uh, Stephen Dwarf's character says, you know, you can come back later, and we'll just hang out. I like that. Stuff.
2: I really yeah. like that one. Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: I, I was rather touched by it. And yeah. you can tell by that time the, the movie's already developed the characters enough that you feel for them.
2: Yeah. That's funny you bring that up because I also like that. But yeah, like Terry's getting ready to leave and Dorf's like, yeah, come back and we'll just hang yeah. out. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. I think one of the things, too, though, the, the, the 80s, you know, you would say this is kind of a movie that a horror movie that's directed at like teen audience. But I feel like in the 80s they did that more successfully than any other um, era is that it's directed at the teen audience, but it's still pretty. I mean, it's this is a hard movie as far as like there's some tough scenes to watch. it's It gets pretty grim and gory in parts, and it is suspenseful. So they kind of like they didn't really hold back on a lot of like the tougher stuff like that, just because it's a teen, just because it's aimed at teens and it's not R rated. It still packs a it still packs a wallop. I think there's just something about the movie that's 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 creepy from the like you said from the get go. Yeah, you know it's just. It's it is it's unnerving, is what you said, and the whole movie is really, to me, unnerving in a in a good way, in a way that they meant for it to be. But at at its heart, it's about relationships. So I really, I've always liked this one.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So what do you give it out of ten? I'm a, I'm gonna I'd probably give it around about an eight. I mean I, I'm pretty fond of the movie, and I still I rewatch it but pretty much annually, and I, it still holds for me.
1: Yeah, Ashley. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. I give it a six point seven. Uh, so our score is a seven point three, and it is on the Tomato meter fifty five percent rotten score from critics <laughs> and a forty four percent from audiences. Hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. a sequel
2: out there too. I've never not oh, really? seen, and it's it's really Dorf's not in it, but it's centered around Terry. The whole. Scene. Oh really? Yeah. So I need to watch that. Well,
1: I hmm. I would be curious about that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.